Welcome back to the We Was Something podcast. I don't know what this one would be called because it's just a one episode recap. But I we never do one up. episode of this show. No, we didn't do one episode of the show. We're just doing the whole season. Uh, <laughs> but we're talking about we, Gen V. We was the boys. We, we was, was the, the boys. boys. We was boys. I don't know if that's right. We was the boys. We was the boys. Uh, just leave it. But yeah, we're reviewing the uh, Gen, the boys spinoff Gen V on Amazon Prime. Uh, we were supposed to get together, but life came up. So we're going to do a full season review because it's over now. Uh, to talk about Genevieve, but before we get into that, Chanel, what's going on? It's been a long time. I know we keep saying we're going to try to get regular, and then shit happens, but glad to see you guys. Glad to be here. Um, what's going on at school and trying to find a summer internship and um, having crushes on people that go nowhere. That those are Those are really my big three right now. What kind of internship you want to do? Probably consulting. Um, that's the plan, and it oh, just okay. means a good amount of um, a good amount of like practice and networking and shit and events. And then what's really crazy is that and I might just... be able to help you with that. Yes, but what's crazy is that people just like plan events at the same time as other events and tell you about them at the same time. And that's really what's been the challenge for me is like, I'll have a social event and a recruiting event and a school event at the same time and just have to choose. And sometimes believe it or not, it's not always recruiting that you're choosing. It's like, there's other reasons to do different things. So yeah, it's just been a, a bit of a thing, but I'm um, glad to be here. I miss podcasting. It's always helpful. I got a hookup. Because I was told that if you want to get into the management consulting world, the best way to do it is to get a referral, uh, even for internships. And so I'll talk to you after the show. But yeah, so we're talking about Gen V, which I mm-hmm. fucking loved uh, because the biggest, my favorite uh, fictional IP are the X-Men of any fictional thing ever. I love the X-Men. And uh, as someone who not only an X-Men fan, but like used to be a film critic, I went bald watching those X-Men movies. I hated almost all of them, except one. Uh, And so this is to me what X-Men should be because X-Men work better in TV, uh, just based on how they're set up. And this, and this obviously I mean, I mean, the showrunners basically said, but even if you didn't hear them talk about it, this was obviously inspired by X-Men or in reality, New Mutants, which was just like in the 80s, basically the X-Men been around six to 60s. And in the 80s, they were like, hey, we should do some new X-Mutant characters and have them be a little bit younger to like get new readers involved in the X-Men. So they create they created New Mutants. Uh, and that's exactly what this... This was taken off of. So I super enjoyed this. Wait, uh, you're show. saying like in like they were inspired by that? Like, but it's oh, they were not absolutely in inspired the by the same that. universe, like, right? No, no, no. Right. No, but it's not, Marvel it does not comic. actually in the same universe. Okay. No, this right. is in the boys' universe. That's what I was thinking. But, okay. Because yeah. you said that you were like, I love X-Men. I was like, okay, am I confused? 
No. So, like, it, it, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll get to you. I'll ask you the question in a second. But, like, in the so in the boys' comic books, right? The boy, So, the boys don't exist. The comic book, The Boys, was not Marvel or DC. It was created by, like, an independent comic book company. So, they don't exist in either yeah, of those it's universes. It's, def- it's clearly its own thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, in the boys' comic book. Because it's a world where, because, by the way, like, wait, because, by the way, like, DC and Marvel are both the idea that, like, there's supernatural things that can make you a mutant or make you a superhero and the boys like it's literally a lab corporate like political thing really if anything else yeah yeah because the boys is like an allegory for consumerism among another among among a lot of things but the the, in the boys comic book right so godokin university was godokin school Mm -hmm. for the gifted or something like that and it was and there was a (laughs) guy there was a guy named professor godokin who was basically a Professor X allegory, and he had a team called the G. Yeah, you might have mentioned this before. Now that yeah. I think and about so, it, mm-hmm. that's yeah, what you this, told us this before. They kind of changed that up here for the better. To be quite honest, this was a lot better than the comic books. Uh, but yeah, so this this made my heart warm. What did you think about? Yeah, the first because season? it's like if well, just responding to what you said, if it had been like a remake of like the you know X X School or whatever, I know Professor like whatever what do they call x academy whatever the fuck this shit's called if it had been a remake of that i think it really wouldn't have felt as fresh um but this is like it's the it's in the universe of the boys only so much is like it's very irreverent and you see you will see penises and you will see people explode and you will see penises explode like that's kind of what made it feel the same and then obviously we do end up we do see homelander um we also see at Ashley, right? Like the bitch from Vought. Yeah. Like we see these characters that make it feel very real and concurrent. Um, but in itself, it gave us all new characters, all like a, a wide range of abilities, a wide range of powers. Um, but it also has like the thing about X-Men is X-Men is really like existential, like, you know, what are we gonna do with these mutants? How do we feel about them? Like, you know, should they be extinct? And then there's mutant there, there's always gonna be that like normal versus mutant or no versus superhero conflict in any of these stories that's what drives it but in this one it just felt like a world that was very fully formed um and compelling but and there were moments during the show I guess the way that I'll describe it is there were moments when I was like okay yeah this is a good show and then there were moments when I was like mm, I'm really just watching like a teen show and it happens to be raunchy as, as hell whereas the boys never really feels that way and I think that um maybe it's just because it really was set in a like it was like a little bit more of a canned situation like everything happened on campus right like everything was about Mm -hmm. trying to get to this one issue solved um but I do think it was well made I think it was compelling I think the character the acting was great like I don't think we even have to second guess like whether or not they were there doing their thing um and I had a lot of moments where I laughed and understood like what they were going for and felt like they really nailed it so overall I would definitely recommend anyone who likes any of these shows to watch this um because I you know what I realized we talked before and I thought Invincible had already come out but it might have been like Adam Eve that came out or it might have even been the boy how the boys did like a anthology cartoon series so if you like any of these you'll like all of them basically that's kind of what i took away from it yeah i thought this was actually better than the boys uh in a certain ways because they took five characters who nobody knew and they developed mm-hmm. the, all of them in one season all of them are more than just like 
so the one that one of my big complaints about the boys comic as the comic book person is that the soups in the comic books have no layers to them none they're all just mm -hmm. horrible horrific people <laughs> like even more horrific than you see in the boys like much more horrific but there's like no layers to them no like reason Homelanders why they're works? this way what, uh, what layers do you yes. like, by the way <laughs> yeah. what layers yes, does Homelanders Homelanders have? for example uh, please tell me because i'll never know how is Homelander worse in the comic books? Yeah, just give me an example. I just want to know what he does. Because, like, in this one, <laughs> we we knew how bad Homelander was. But we never knew in, like, in real life. And then we saw him, like, murder somebody. And people basically, like, mocked it and, and ate it up. So, uh, he raped Starlight. Um, okay, he, like, he tried to do that in this one right or it never happened well in the in the boys so in the first in the in the boys the deep like was basically like hey the you know if you, give, right. if you give me head you can get on the you can get on the show which was mm -hmm. bad enough in the comic books right. it was all of them like hey you nice. do me then you do me then you do me then you do like that that's how it happened in the, in the, in the comic books so yeah, it, it's it, like it's bad in the comic books, and it makes <laughs> you think like, why, why, why are we right? Like, I think to some extent, some of this like lets the story go on, but some of it is gratuitous. And I would just say like, be careful when you're writing in like sexual assault and like what the purpose of that is. But anyway, so well, the boys written a long terrible. time ago, not to excuse all. it, but it was a different time. But the point of the boys was to say all it these was people. <laughs> Oh, no, it I was, don't think that matters. No, it doesn't matter in terms of it being right or wrong. It matters in terms of like that's just what happened. Like sometimes, like that's just what they would do. And so the point of the boys was everyone is the worst possible people. All the soups are the worst possible people you can see. And then they were like, "But you can be just as bad if you're the opposite, right?" And so then they bring in Butcher and his people, and like the boys. The, mm -hmm. the group the boys in the comic books are also even more ruthless mm -hmm. than what you see in the show right mm -hmm. so it's just like these well by the way terrible. like we did get a we got a very short butcher cameo at the very very end of the of the season and you well. know what he's thinking because he only got 12 months to live so oh my god I, forgot go. all of that. I have to really the the thing is i kind of want to rewatch invincible because i remember the big points but i don't remember everything that happened um, and and I'm only mentioning that because we watched that in preparation for this episode, but we'll talk about Invincible in another ep. Um, but yeah, so let's let I, I guess I'll start. I'll keep getting into the details. So let's talk about like what we're we're recapping the entire season, um, reviewing the entire season because we did not recap week by week. Um, like we said, we've definitely missed you guys. But let's talk about what we learned and what happened. So uh, like we. I think we did do an episode of, was it Ahsoka? Where it's, yeah, there was an overlap episode of Ahsoka where we talked a little bit about what's happening in Gen V. But no, basically, we talked about the boys. Have, Gen V hadn't come out yet. No, so we, we talked we about Marie Gen v. Because I remember talking about, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, we've, if you've heard this before, because for us, it's been months, but for them, it's like the last episode. So, 
Marie Moreau is this black woman who is uh, what I like about it is she's aware that she's black like she talks about it in the context of like I want to be a black woman in the seven and like and it's the the series starts with a train like being like it's around the time that a train just got added so it's like fresh new person black first black person the seven all that and if you remember from the boys like the seven is like the justice league of uh Vought. but again like we've already learned that superheroes are um cr were created in a lab and like parents basically like snuck and gave their kids gen v so that they would be special and then all these kids got powers without knowing it because none of these fucking parents told their kids around like 11 or 12 hey when you hit puberty some other shit might happen so there's like this spree of kids who had like normal exposures to powers and some kids who like killed somebody or ruined someone's life on accident because they didn't know they had powers and they did something you would normally do that ended up being like dire and that's what happens with marie as well as um the the white girl forget her name but we'll talk about her um so anyway that's kind of how it how it starts it starts with marie this this like super regular what'd you say what's her name kate Kate, yep. This super regular white uh, black girl is like having a day. She has her, she menstruates for the first time, which we all know. Those of us who menstruate know that that first day is just confusing, even if you know it's coming. Um, so she's freaking out and her mom comes to check on her. She's locked the door. Her mom forces a way through as a mom would because she's concerned about her. And she goes, no, no, no. She freaks out. And apparently Marie is like a bloodbender because she literally like in her freak out, she sends blood that becomes like spike like like blood nice. picks basically like ice picks yeah and it um they become knives yeah and they slice her mom's artery she she starts to bleed out the dad comes she can't believe what she just did she explodes it kills dad and then this little sister comes in it's like what the fuck like what you know like imagine that sight and so she obviously did it on accident, but part of her also like didn't calm down. And I like, I'm not saying she didn't, it wasn't all accident, but it's like when you're watching it, part of you is like, just calm down, like don't make it worse. And then making it worse kills both of her parents. So we cut to her like, okay, I'm not trying to go piece by piece, but basically she's in this like home for kids that have powers that don't have parents that can care for them like basically an orphanage for people with the skill with the powers and then um or like with gen with v in their in their blood but then we see that the consequences of her not getting into godokin u godokin university is going basically going off to like a facility where they just like experiment or like house people with powers and so she goes to godokin u we find out later that she's being sponsored by someone and can you remind us i remember but i can't explain it well can you remind us who her sponsor is and how she comes she up has she has a way to end season she has a benefactor victoria newman from the boys victoria newman's character uh, so in the comic books there's a guy there's a guy they they changed her to a woman in the show but there's a guy named victor veep um uh, and he's basically like a frontman for vot that they they basically place so that he can get into the White House and become president so they can pass all this shit that they want. So uh, Victoria mm -hmm. Newman, they changed the character a lot for the show, for the better, again, because they did a lot of things for the better. But she's basically like uh, an AOC allegory. That's what the showrunner said. Mm -hmm. She's basically like a... She presents as like the super progressive like person. woman of color, yeah, fresh yeah. new blood, but... But she's... And she and she's operates on... These soups are out of control. 
Like, you know, we got like <laughs> we can't just be letting soups run all rough shot across the country doing whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she's an actual soup. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And if you remember what would happen is she'd be at events and people's heads would explode. And we yeah. were like, who the fuck is exploding these heads? And we found out that's her. But I had not until the moment where she meets Marie and explains she's her benefactor, realized that she's the first bloodbender. Like she's, she, the people's heads are exploding because she's making the blood explode. Like that's what's happening instead of like, that's kind of the specific power there. So she's yeah, no, nobody curious. Knew she you were just like everybody else. They didn't tell us that in the boys. Oh, but yeah. So yeah. That's... So it's like, so, she, so she's excited because, well, excited, like also probably diabolical because she didn't know anyone else in the world would ever have her powers because she's kind mm-hmm. of a very, she has a very rare power. And then they also allude to it throughout the season that like Marie doesn't know how powerful she is. And we do see a couple moments where like Marie saves somebody by like closing the artery or putting the blood back into the body or Marie, like at the very end, there's a battle where there's a bunch of dead bodies and this bitch takes the blood out of the dead bodies and uses it to like save lives. Um, no, we so don't she, know. Was, Marie... oh, and then she, Marie is um, one of the more powerful soups we've seen in this universe. She doesn't fully know mm-hmm. it yet, but like, I mean, we're jumping around, but like, she takes a blast from Homelander at the end of the episode. Mm, true. Which that's would true and doesn't kill die. Most people and most soups. And she doesn't die. They don't show you what happened, but you're led to believe right. that like she can control her, like, stop herself from bleeding out, repump her heart. Like, this, we have, there's no really limit. That we know of to like yeah that i didn't do. even put together yeah i appreciate that that you put that together because i just realized she she survived but she also like she can she can sense things in people's blood like she's able to figure out that there's a tracker in her in her neck like she doesn't know what she's doing at first but she finds um she's able to figure out that newman is a soup by like sensing it in her blood um so she's again yeah she's very powerful and so for that reason and because I guess like uh, Vought and Newman have an interest in her, she's spared from like any type of experimentation or whatever. Because what we find out is happening is that the school is actually a front for soup experimentation and them trying to figure out like a way to combat soups and take them down, basically. And it's so ironic that they're doing this because like it's like, how did you you made the 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 what's it called? V what's the V? called it's like there's a it's not like what do they call it compound Compound b B. thank you they made compound b without making an antidote like that how is that on y'all that they're out of control you created them like it's just such an american thing to do to like create superheroes and then be like oh shit we don't know how to turn them off so there's like a the school has is running this and so what happened though is um john carlos um i was was about to say i always say that yeah, John Carlos Esposito, his, his character in The Boys, he basically said like what you just said, and he his entire career though they they've been the Vaught has been trying to get out of the suit business and get into the pharmaceutical business. Like their thing was, and so that's why like the last season of The Boys where they made V twenty four, where they could like send V to the sell V to the militaries across the world so that this their soldiers could have superpowers for twenty four hours to go through fights. Like their their goal was to get out of the soup business and get into the pharmaceutical business because exactly what you said, you get a bunch of soups running around who are clearly fucked up. Like that's the one. Like they're mm-hmm. all fucked up, almost like pretty much all of them are fucked up in some way, shape, or form, or have had a fucked up past, 
or mm-hmm. like the V's mess with them. But at this point, they're all fucked up. And they're yeah. just running around with like nothing to stop them. Mm-hmm. Doing whatever the fuck. Well, and that's the thing, by the way, that's so that makes this one of the more realistic of the superhero genre because like the idea that, you know, Peter Parker decides to fight crime is like, or he could not like and i think that's why the miles morales version is very enticing because like there's a multiverse of him being evil but the point is like the idea that most people who get powers would be good and most of the people who like in the other universes and most of the people who um are bad are like from another planet is really like not real because if niggas woke up tomorrow with powers there'd be such a like they wouldn't most people would not use them to fight crime between like before high school you know what i'm saying so i think that's kind of what makes this show very compelling is that it feels like real fucking life like there would be a homelander who would just be like fuck you all like you're nothing to me like he would not be a hero for real he would just be a super powerful asshole so i think that's what makes this show so like whatever relatable but Newman has her own Newman knows about what's happening under the school and the experimentation because Marie goes out of her way to give her the message and she goes I'll take care of it and Marie's dumbass trusts her because she's a mutant instead of being like wait a minute bitch you've been hiding that you're a mutant I, mutant oh my god sorry you've been hiding she's, that you're a she's basically like, a mutant, yes I know, but like, but a wrong universe, but she, but instead of her being like, why are you hiding this? Maybe I shouldn't trust you. She's like, well, you're my only hope, Obi-Wan. So she tells her and Marie's and uh, Newman's like, I got it. But she uses that to get the scientists who develop this. Oh, we're skipping around. There's what okay. are they experimenting for? They're, they're doing, well, I mean, we're skipping around a way where like, it, I skipped something. What are they doing? They're experimenting to create an antidote, like we talked about. What they find, what they develop is like. A well, virus, no, they. Like well, no, it's thing. not an antidote. That's not what they were experimenting. They were experimenting to create something to get soup sick. Like they didn't want to cure them. They wanted to make them sick, and then because <laughs> she's crazy, she kept saying, uh, "Can you go further? Can you, go f- Dean Shetty?" Mm-hmm. Can you go further? Can you go further? Can you go further? To the point that they basically developed a, I guess you call it an antidote, but it's like a, a lethal weapon to soups. Yeah, it's, a where, COVID. it's like a soup COVID. Yeah, more than COVID. It's like soup, like, because COVID is not guaranteed death. In fact, most people Wait, won't what was die it? for soup COVID. Ebola. It's definitely soup yeah, Ebola. This is, yeah, this is like, you get it, you die. Like, that's it. Um, yeah and- they're just i mean it's actually really sick because they literally have put them in a like well soups in a cell with somebody who's like sick with boils all over them coughing and just like like expect them to just get sick and die like it's actually really but the, just the, sickening but the boys mm-hmm. does this thing right where you see all these people doing horrible things but like i keep going back to this but unlike the comics there's i don't want to say a reason why but they give you background into why these characters are acting mm-hmm. the way that they do. Even Homelander, yeah. right? Even Homelander, they show like he was basically a test tube baby that they kept in a lab since he was one day old and left him in a room by himself. He had no interaction with people at all. Like even Homelander, they kind of explain why mm-hmm. he's the way he is. Mm-hmm. So Dean Shetty, who's the person leading the woods, is what which is what they call this area where they're doing the experimentations yeah you find out because there's like uh there's tree there's like tree wallpaper so that's why they call it the woods 
Yeah, you find out that her husband and her her kids died on that flight that you saw in season one of the boys, where Homelander and Maeve went up into the fl- plane. They're supposed to stop down, it, yeah. but they let it go down because they wanted to use the plane crash as a reason to let soups go in the military so that they could stop terrorists. Uh, and so they didn't save any people mm-hmm. on that plane. And she found out what happened because she knows Mallory, who's from the boys TV show. I'm assuming that's how she found out. And that's why she started the woods to develop this. So her hate from so her hate is very extreme for soups, but mm-hmm. they kind of explain how she got to that point. So it's not to Yeah, but I was confused about like the level of insight because Newman, I guess I guess Vought didn't know about it, but so um, I think but Vought they did knew about because, the woods, yeah. but they didn't know what she was doing. Like was they didn't know she to, was yeah, going right, okay. that far. That makes sense. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. they knew about the woods yeah, because like they, they were basically like you. Because they knew about the woods because if you remember when Ashley got there, she calls the social media mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, and she she's knew. like, "You got to do exactly. something." Exactly. And when he was in the hallway, he was like, "You're supposed to be in the woods. You're not supposed to be out here." So like they yeah, exactly. knew about it. No, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I knew they know something. Anyway, so, yeah. So they have so this. Now, um, before you go with the story. What did you think about? I know what you think about Marie, but what did you think about the other of the main cast, Jordan, Emma, Kate, okay. and Andre? Andre's fine as hell, so we can start there. <laughs> That's really important. He's British. Love that for him as an actor. My guy, Sean Patrick. Car- That's not who that is. Sean yeah, Patrick is Thomas. Him. Yeah, Sean Patrick. They Thomas, brought back. Yeah. Is it? It's not Harris. So it's it. They brought oh, back no, my okay. guy from Save the Last Dance. I'm so glad to see him. Um, him being like a Uncle Tom was wild to me. Uh, but he is, I guess, like I, I you know, I, I don't know. I guess suffice to say Andre's mom is white, but basically he's I don't like, think okay, he was an Uncle Tom. I think that's a little strong. I think he was a yes man. I don't think he was an Uncle Tom. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, the the implication though is like he's the only black person in this universe outside of um A Train, and we saw what A Train had to go through. So I guess I'm just saying like this is like a court. I guess there has to be a different, a different label for a corporate sellout of a black man. But he's basically somebody who, um, who knows what's happening and figures, okay, I want to protect my family, but also finds a way to profit off of well, being see, connected to this the is where, This is what I say to you. I think, I think we shouldn't assume someone's good or bad based on race, right? And so, what this story? I didn't so say the, bad. No, you said I need to find a word for a corporate sellout black person. He's just a corporate sellout. Like the the what the boys is telling you is that all these soups are terrible. It doesn't matter your A train. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. You're obliterated right. Obliterated right. Huey's girlfriend, and it just kept going. It just kept going. Yeah, right. Like they're just all terrible. I think he. I don't know if he was, but we don't know that he's that terrible. He just was kind of like he was the black person that was kind of like, "Hey, dog, listen." I know it's wrong, but like you're not winning this fight, so go get that money. Essentially, is what he said. Like, yeah, just- no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It, it doesn't have to be by race. I guess I just like when you see a black person in these spaces. I guess it's like you 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 need them to be a pioneer, and nothing changes. Um, or you like you want them to have more sense than all the white people in the room. But um, with that said, also I'm just thinking about rec- now that I'm talking, I'm like, okay. The fact that I'm trying to get a job and I'm also having a podcast where I'm being very honest, I might have to start. I might become an Uncle Tom on this podcast and I'd be That's careful. Right. What I That's say. what you should but do. Any, 
<laughs> but with that said, um, no, I mean, and you know, I think that all, all the white people who listen know that like we love we love white folks. We're just talking in like a general macro yes. social view, like be the change you wish to see, and I'll stop saying these things. But anyway, um, yeah, like I mean, it's just like a bunch of people behaving badly, and he opts into it. He's polarity, he's like this famous black superhero. So I guess like he Magneto. wasn't ever in the seven. He's yeah, but Magneto. I don't think he's ever in the seven. Yeah, so the boys right, they have the a point bunch of they have a bunch of different teams that are sponsored by Vought. So they have they have like so you know how like Marvel has the Avengers and the boys universe they have payback. <laughs> it's like the Avengers, and then they have Teenage Kicks. They got like a bunch of different sponsor teams. I think Polaris, and then one of the things that they do in the, in, in Vought is they send superheroes to cities. And then they go and they like negotiate with the the state governments or the city governments to like spend money or to, to pass this law for them. And then they send them a superhero. And then the superhero is based on like the city's makeup, right? So like if they were to send a superhero, like there's a ton of black superheroes, but they're like in Detroit, in Atlanta, in yeah. Memphis. And they send <laughs> right. no, literally, and they send them there. And then they're like the hero of Detroit. And they could, you know, he does mm-hmm. good with black people from this age, that age. And Wait, but they we would never see this. Speaking of Detroit and Atlanta, what is how did you feel about the Keith Lee uh, explosion this this past couple weeks? I don't know what Keith Lee is. What is that? I'm not hip. I'm old. Okay, real quick. There's this black. There's this black food 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 critique or food. What's it called? Food critic. Oh my god, food critic named Keith Lee who's used to be a professional fighter and now he you've seen him though he's like very he's thin he critiques he re, he eats food he gives it one out of ten he's like very in and out in his tiktok he's very humble and anyway okay. he's blown up and so like now like if he gives your food a good review people like he has um he has like brought businesses back from the dead because he's giving very honest food reviews and if he's if he like rolls his eyes and say your food is good like those restaurants are like safe because like there's a pizza place in vegas for example he went to and the place was like had good ingredients good whatever but they had bad marketing and um he said that like the the owner was on the news saying like we were struggling to stay open and now like i can expand the way i want to so basically he's a very powerful black food uh reviewer who okay. is it's because he's hella organic and like sometimes he would do reviews like sitting in his daughter's like his like daughter's like little doll chair like he would just be like in the kitchen just doing it so anyway he's grown it's really big like he's a very good guy he does food tours he takes his family but because he doesn't want people to know he's coming he'll send his family in to get the food for him and so this nigga went to atlanta do you know about the atlanta food takeout experience no, I mean I've no. been to Atlanta. And okay, got takeout, okay, great. Because that, no that helps a lot. It's the worst in the world. It's the only place where a restaurant will like not do takeout orders, not do pick out pickup orders, not order ahead, not have an online reservation, and you get there and they're like, yes, yeah, two hour wait. Or like it's a place where you know when you see these menus <laughs> circulate and it's like all the like it's like the rules are no more than five people. You can't be here early. You have to leave in 90 minutes. You have to tip 20%. Like, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, the restaurants yeah, yeah. where they have like, yeah, the curly Q font with all the rules. Those are, that's Atlanta type shit. Yeah. And so the problem is like, the prices will be sky high. The service won't be that good. You'll be, you'll be waiting on your food for 40 minutes, but you yeah. can only be there an hour and a half. That kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that sounds so, very Atlanta to me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That's so you're aware it's Atlanta. very normal yes. to you, right? 
yes, but like, but you don't get like in New York, you don't get that. In DC, no. you don't get that. In Chicago, you get that. Like, yeah, because restaurants would people would not go to these restaurants, they would not be okay. But for some reason, people in Atlanta are, or best part, because when I lived in Atlanta, I was like, I can't be here, or I have to live in a very specific area because Atlanta is a place where like a restaurant would be closed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You're like, how the fuck are y'all making money? You're closed four days out the week on major days and they'll just be like that's just kind of how it is like there were places i never got to eat at that were 10 minutes from where i was staying because i always would go on a tuesday and be like oh i forgot they don't open like i and then when they are open it's like six hours a day it's like literally this is a drug front or that would be what i would think yeah, it's so like anyway, a turkey leg hut in houston but turkey leg hut like when it's open it's open like and there's enough yeah. business that you understand why it's in business. There's a line around the corner. These restaurants are not that. So anyway, oh went, okay, I see what you're saying. People in, yes, he went. He sent people in. They got terrible service. He walks. His in, family got like, terrible service. Yes, his family would okay. go be like you know nothing. He walks in. They go, oh, we have a table for you right here. And he'd be like, hell no, nah, I'm not like that's the thing. He's like, I don't want. He's like, I don't want the special treatment. I'm out. And then, so he did like two reviews where he's like, I went to go review the real milk and honey. As you can see, I have no food. Why do I have no food? And he tells a whole story about like, I tried to order it, they wouldn't let me, my family walked in. Yeah, like he he outed like two different black owned restaurants, but it's just, it's because that they're on some bullshit. Another one he did was Candy's old lady gang restaurant where they had like an hour and a half wait right they can't he can't call ahead he can't do reservations the reservation thing was broken online but when his when he came in they were like oh we'll find a table for you he was like what happened to an hour and a half so like though like that happened to two different restaurants and people were upset like ocho cinco had some bullshit to say like people were just saying why is he tearing down black business and his whole thing was i'm not tearing down black business i'm reviewing food he's like because the restaurants that he did review that were good the lines are around the corner as we speak, right? So it's it was a very interesting thing. And I, I forget even why I brought it up now, but like, it, oh, because we talk about Detroit and Atlanta and black cities. But people were creating conspiracy theories like, oh, he's he was raised around right. So he's so supposed to like say like, it's not bad because it's black people? That's what the expectation like is? And the thing was, <laughs> he's not even reviewing the food there. He's just saying, I was going to review the food. But it's such a bad experience. I can't review the food, and I was turned away from this restaurant. And I can, and also they tried to give me they tried to give me special treatment, and I'm not fucking with that. So I agree with y'all because what 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 would have been worse is if he got the special treatment and it invalidated regular people going to that restaurant right. all the time who get treated badly, right? And then the um the last thing that was interesting was like a lot. There was a lot going on. Like people I'm like death right kind dude. of stuff. You make me like crazy. him. You need to know you would actually enjoy him. But um, I think probably the best part is that he'll go to a restaurant and say it's like the business is not great, but like the food is immaculate. He'll be like, how much did you make in sales today? And so more than once they're like mm, 2,600. He'd be like, okay, that's how much, that's how much I'm going to tip you. So he's tipping thousands of dollars when he goes to these restaurants, hundreds to thousands, at least a hundred up to thousands whenever he goes to really good restaurants. So that's why he's like, you can't say shit to me because I'm literally giving people back the money um right. that like i'm putting money back in the community so anyway that's my y'all i love keith lee people have stuff to say about him that's fine um they might say he's like overdoing like playing too humble that's fine too but the funniest part of it and the reason why i thought of to tell you this is because somebody tried to say like oh he's like he's a plant or whatever and it's or he's like he's what he's trying to tear us down and he's from a white city and people are like keith lee is from detroit <laughs> like, they were like can y'all please stop with that so if anyone doesn't know, go follow Keith Lee reviews and other food bloggers that, so that are much. like really organically. 
I hate that you're tearing it down so much. I mean, like, you know, it, you, you got to see I was the in a uh, chat with someone else, another podcast, and someone got in the chat and was like, uh, all these super, and this is kind of related to this, all these superhero shows, mm-hmm. they're, just, uh, they're just emasculating the black man. And I'm sick of comic book shows and huh. TV shows emasculating black men. Interesting. And, and I'm just like, why? Because you see some black gay characters now. That's the emasculation of black men to you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like oh, is I that what he's referring to? Because I'm that's that's what I'm they're like, always referring more. to. But you see one black gay character, and it's like uh, all, all I see on TV is gay black men. Is that really all you yeah. see on television? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, no. So you talked about Andre. Exactly, what you think? So this is the test. For all the listeners who know how racist Chanel is, this is the test here. <laughs> what did you think about Kate? This is a test for me or for the listeners? No, for you. This is a test for you. Um, Kate was confusing to me. Um, you know, I don't love the one black guy who's all his friends are white and everyone he dates and loves is white too i don't love that trope um i don't love that he was a side piece to her um or that he was portraying his friend like i don't love that um in that situation but she was i think she was between a rock and a hard place obviously what she did was to her friend grip was fucked up because actually like i got it halfway through that episode where they revealed it but i did not expect that she was like portraying them um but with that said at the end when she made her turn I was hella suspicious the whole time because part of me was like did is this what Dean Shetty wanted her to do like something about it just felt too strong of a turn um but you know without getting into those details like I no, she got off the pills. Maybe that's what it was yeah like who knows but I mean I just felt like they said the pills were there to make her docile and like less emote like I believe you to break it down. I, I believe and you. So it's just like they really said. They said it in the show, though. So I was like, that's very on the mark. But, so you um, didn't yeah, have no she, compassion for I mean, Kate? I like their haircut. I like you're their like, haircut. You're like um, radical, like very progressive person. You didn't have no compassion for this 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 girl that basically got locked up by her for mama. Her lying and- she got locked up by her mama. She got manipulated by the only person <laughs> who pretended to be her mama figure. And Dean Shetty was telling well, no, her no, no, she was no. doing have, all those things I don't to have help that people. Much, I don't have that much compassion for Marie. Like I have, equal, it's equal. It's like I'm just here. Like I'm not. I don't feel. I got compassion for, for Marie. I got compassion for Emma. I didn't think Emma was an asshole. Oh, to that's what I'm saying. That's the, she's the one. Emma's the one. Yeah. And like Sam, I almost have compassion for Sam. He was on one though. He was really on <laughs> one. Um. So the this person the I thing. feel the worst. Oh no! Go ahead. Okay. Person you feel the worst? Um, the person I feel the worst for is Jordan. I was about to ask you what what'd you think about not only what'd you think about Jordan as a character, but what'd you think about the character of Jordan? Like a bi, like a like a trans, I don't even know how to explain it. Like bi gender superhero. It's, is that how yeah, you explain it? Yeah, I would say like a dual gender. I would out there's nothing like this because like you literally don't have anyone who obviously like, it's literally. like yeah it's a superhero yeah. so what i would say about we, the, we can make up our own what do you think about the concept of that i think that was really kind yeah, of a I bold mean, thing 
I think it's super bold. I mean, obviously, you know, like me, I don't like stuff like that. Doesn't but like someone's gender, I think, is whatever they want well, to yeah. be. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like sort of for me personally, yeah. but I do want to give kudos to like even thinking of that in the realm of like what that means for a character and um, that being a super, that being your ability is to switch gender while also being very strong and very smart, but like your ability being able to switch gender in a very like, like the clothes switch to type of shit. Like, you know, and they brought it up very, with this, yeah. and they brought it up with their dad. Parent. Yep. Their dad was clearly like, I had a son because apparently they was born a, a, a male from what you mm-hmm. can tell. And so he, his, the dad's like, I had a son. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you just turned into a, a, a girl, like it's eight years mm-hmm. old or whatever. You just turned into a girl. And Jordan's mm-hmm. like, I've and always also, like I'm the same person. <laughs> like Yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah, I'm the same kid who used to play video games. But also like Jordan prefers to show up as a girl, but becomes yes. a boy when they want to make a point. And so it's like their own thing they're internalizing. But and Marie I think brings that bad. up. Marie yeah, brings exactly. that up to him. Yeah, I think it's pretty badass, though, to, like, the way that Jordan shows up, the way that Jordan fights as a woman and as a man and, like, equally powerful, like, the fact that Jordan's a bitch when she's a woman and then, like, um, like even when Marie hooks up. Like, I think Marie is badass for, like, being like, I don't really care how you show up. I'm fucking with either one of y'all. Um, I think that's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like that because Jordan... So basically, like you said, they flesh out these characters very well. But the reason why, to be fair, is because it all happens in the setting of Godokin. Yeah. Like there's like we don't have all these other worlds to build at the same time. The way the boys is like building out. We're learning about Vought and learning about the boys and learning about different characters and backstories. Um, but we know about Marie. We know about Shetty at this point. We know about the people who came well, from Vought before. About so there's Aunt. Yeah. Emma's well, there's Andre who's Polarity's son. Yeah. They their their powers are to like move metal and shit. Um, Polarity, what like you said, was famous, but not in the seven, but he's like one of the black like pie. he made it to the top level basically in terms yeah. of influence and bought. Um, then you have uh Kate who can control mind control by Kate touch. is basically Jean and Grey for people who watch the experts a hundred percent. 100%. That's it. That's the way to think about it. Then you have Jordan who can switch gender, but is also very like strong and smart. We said they're the TA to the original dude that, um, that was his name, Luke uh, Merck. And then uh, Luke is golden boy. We start out learning about him that he's like one of the most powerful people. He's like on Homeland, Homelander level of power. Who is also and, um, Arnold they- Schwarzenegger's son. Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he's, and he's cute. Um, he ends up, we end up finding that they're using his brother who they've told him is dead um in the in the woods to infuse powers and make them both very strong and experiment on them but golden boy is like projected to be the one who graduates out of godokin and goes joins the seven um Mm -hmm. anyway so then that brings us to emma who is just randomly marie's roommate and emma we learn at first that emma can get small and so emma has a youtube channel where she gets small with her gerbil and like that's what she's known for Little Cricket, hilarious. I'm so glad we got post Little Cricket in the beginning. Like, there's this whole storyline of her sharing that the way she gets small is through um, an eating disorder behavior. And so, like, that's, at, and so she she opens up to this other classmate who then puts it on her YouTube to get views. Was such an I was like, damn, that's, that was crazy. She but that was so real that. to me. That was so real. That's I, yeah. I can exactly see that's the shit. Ha- like not the superhero shit, but that's absolutely some shit that would happen for some like person who's yeah. always online who would be like act like they care and just go. Because I think her YouTube mm-hmm. show was like 
spilling the tea or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like it was called exactly yes, like yeah, soup tea or something like that. The thing that pissed me off was she was so sincere when she told her she could talk to her. She was like, "You don't have to bring it up to me, but if you want to, I hope like I'm listening." And then when she put it on YouTube, she was like, "Oh, you didn't say I couldn't tell the world." Like you know, like that's it was such a gaslight. But and she also tried to mom. couch it in like like it was girl yeah. power as opposed to I like care trying about to get you. views. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Cause this is yeah. what happens She's when like, the world puts these like these standards on women." And yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's women. true, but that is absolutely not what you're trying to say at all. But that's not what she's doing. She so. just found that she gets small by doing, I mean, I do think there's a conversation to be had about like, because when we see her mom, her mom was my favorite character in terms of how wild this bitch was. Like, it's it just like that, that was such a clear character as a parent. Like the mom basically, what I don't think was ever a superhero, but like was on like Vaught mm-hmm. Shopping Network and is like a TV personality and is un like is no longer relevant. And so that makes sense that she would have a kid. Like basically her child, I feel like Emma is like Jojo Siwa. Like it's like we're gonna put her on the camera and make her a certain way to make money. Um, and then she tries to sell a reality show, like she basically already promises Emma on a reality show about her eating disorder. And Emma's like, that's not how I see myself, like it's just a way I get small. Um, and then we find out later that Emma can also get big by mm-hmm. eating a lot, but she doesn't do that often because of like her mom's yeah, she said there was an incident to the other with it. Yeah, she said it was and an incident. Mom, She's like, like really... you can see it on YouTube, but we don't really know what happened. But we also find out that mm-hmm. we don't actually, it, I don't think it's eating or throwing up because at the end of the show, when Sam basically tells you, fuck you, like you're, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've been locked up this whole time. She got small. And she didn't throw up. She got all the way, like, as tiny as right. she possibly be. Yeah. So I think that there's something else going on with her powers that I think is probably related to her feeling small or feeling bad about herself or feeling good right, exactly. about herself. I think, it, so. I think she's going to discover, I think I would love to see her in season two discover that she has more control over it than she thinks she does and, like, has to get out of that. Because the thing that she says is, like, the the eating disorder activity that she does hurts it's painful like it's not good for her because she has sex with this dude who wants her to get small so he can make his dick feel bigger or something like that and actually i'm not trying to be funny that's a hilarious it's a hilarious scene though like just seeing her slide down it It and like the level of (laughs) the level of detail i'm like is that a real penis or is that like a prosthetic either way it's like so crazy how detailed this is but anyway like um as she's doing it she's complaining and she's and it really in a way like that was very non-consensual but point being that you feel for her because you're like this is how she feels this is the only way for her to use her power she has this fucked up power and seeing her find better ways to use it is great so i did love emma and well, i think she was probably before we get to the end i wanted to ask you about some of the more raunchy stuff in this episode in this this series uh and a couple other things so like what'd you like what'd you think about i know that scene was funny what'd you think about the scene with rufus and marie where she blew up his dick did rufus did how do, how was rufus peeing like rufus just walking around the rest of the time well like, the suits might have super healing so maybe he healed like we don't know fat, fair hopefully but only that saying that because raunchy. it's like we don't talk enough yeah i mean i'm uh I think that once, what's his name, sneezed into a penis and made it explode. Um, I would, I, they had already proved their point to me. It was hard for me. It was hard to shock me beyond that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think Sam that and turn it into a puppet. Oh, that no. See, here's the thing: him turning into a puppet, puppet to like match his like mental whatever he has this schizophrenia whatever him turning into that to pull puppets heads off and rip limbs off and you knowing that he's really doing this in real life and then afterwards it cut to the real scene of that <laughs> actual carnage that for me was something more than anything else what'd you think about tech night the detective that showed up kind of hilarious i'm not gonna hold you he so was funny tech- as fuck because his power was being it Okay. Well, his power was being able to like sense when you're lying, basically. And so yeah. with him being able to do that to that extent, like while they were investigating in the woods and figuring that out was like actually pretty interesting to me because it was um it was like a pretty cool way to bring up the fact that they had to hide they had to hide what what was going on with them. Like they had deeper stakes. Like if he found out that they were figuring it out, they would really be in deep shit. But they also had like all this other like trauma between the, you know, Kate and Andre, like having had been hooking up since before Luke died, like all those different things. Um, I thought that was like a really interesting episode. And also very funny just because it was clearly like their 60 minutes. No, the funniest. Okay, sorry. That's my other raunchy part apparently we find out later that this nigga gets off on fucking anything with the hole like talking about well, like tree, yes, tree that's what I was getting to. yeah like, a, like <laughs> yes go ahead so he go. has a, so they they brought it from the comic book so he has like a uh so in the comic book so his, his name is tech knight right and he's supposed to be a spoof on iron man and batman so he's like the tech knight uh, like the Dark really? Knight, okay. but he's technical and he doesn't have any powers in the comic books. He has a big fucking iron bat suit, so it's like a Batman suit, but like Iron Man. And he has a he has a butler, and he has a uh, a ward named Ladio, who then grows up to be called Swingwing, kind of like Batman has Robin, who grows up to be called Nightwing. And so hey, he, this is in the comic books. Yeah, this is in the comic books, and so. He's like a rich white dude who, you know, built a suit to be a suit, like kind of like Iron Man or Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. but he has like a a brain hemorrhage or something going on with his brain that causes him to just fuck holes, like any hole he sees, mm-hmm. uh, which they brought into the sh- which they brought into the show. Which Dean Shetty's like he's about to expose them, and she was like, "Oh, I could just tell the whole world that you just fuck any hole that's walking." <laughs> which I thought was great. But in the comic books, like it goes, it's really because then bad. they find those photos of him. That's what kills me is that there's photos of him fucking holes everywhere he goes. Because he can't control it, right? So like the the way they tell is that he can't it's not that he's like violating people or these things on purpose. It's that they're, they're basically saying he can't control it. And so in the mm-hmm. comic books, he basically like <laughs> like I mean, I I for lack of a better term, he rapes his butler, who's like Alfred, uh, he gets in, and then he ends up going to stand up. He is, he thinks that they shoot him to, they think there's a meteor coming to Earth that has a big hole in it. And so they, Vought shoots him into space to, to fuck the hole of the meteor until it blows up and doesn't, it doesn't hit Earth. And so, like, it's very wild. But they brought that into this show, which I did not believe would happen. When I saw, you don't understand. When I saw Tech Knight show up on my screen, I fucking 
geeked out. I could not believe I was seeing Tech Knight on television. So, and then they actually, and then I was like, oh, they changed the character, but I still like it. And then at the end of the episode, they had them just fucking holes and shit and trees. (laughs) I was dead. You have no idea. I could not believe they actually did that on television. So, to fast forward towards the end, that's hilarious. I that would that's definitely a great payoff. So to fast forward towards the end of the series, we basically find out that Kate basically goes radical and she's like, fuck all humans. They're terrible. Mm -hmm. We need to stop them. Mm -hmm. She basically radicalized. Sam gets radicalized. They let out all the people from the woods who all have X-Men powers. There's a dude like Nightcrawler who can teleport. There's like a guy with laser eyes like Cyclops. Like they, like they all have like X-Men powers and they go on a rampage on campus just fucking any human up that they could possibly see and any soup who gets in their way. And then so Marie and Andre are basically like, yo, we got to stop these people and they try to stop them. And then Ashley from the boys, Ashley Barrett is there visiting and she's there visiting because she says Godokins had applications go down since Golden Boy died and they need to figure out like how to get things back going track. Uh, and so they're there having like a strategy meeting. Then all hell broke loose, breaks loose. Therefore, run Marie kind of saves them. She calls Marie and she says, Hey, if you kill Sam and uh Kate, I'll put you on a seven. You'll be the first black woman on a seven. And Marie was like, Yeah, I mean, I want that, but I don't really want it this way. And then Ashley was like, Yeah, I'll, it I'll was mad late. I'll let you shit. meet your sister. I'll let you meet your sister. And then Marie thought about it, but she still didn't really do nothing about it. But anyway, it comes to a head where uh, they think they stop everyone. And then Kate looks like she's about to touch Andre to like convince him, like to use her uh, like tele- uh, te- telepathy powers to convince him to do some shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Marie does a Victoria Newman and blows her arm off. And then Homeland shows up. I don't know. Wait, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Well, okay, no, no, okay, sorry. Just wanted to, because there's something I feel like we got into without saying. The whole time they're going through this, figuring out about the woods, Dean Shetty has been using Kate to erase their minds and wipe yes. them to reset so they don't know what's going on. So that's only that's only important because, like, that's why Kate turning and killing Dean Shetty and doing all this shit is, like, really significant because on one end, she's trying to gain their trust back, and on another end, she's been being used the whole time, and she yeah. turns. And that's what I was saying before when I was like, Dean Shetty says, I need you to do something for me before she kills her and I was like the whole time I'm like what is it that Dean Shetty wanted from her and what I was worried about was that she wanted her to go on this rampage which would justify whatever Vought or Newman or whoever wants to do with that virus to get rid of them yeah that's what I was worried about because I was like she literally they literally have when you have a character say do something for me and then that character dies you're like I'm assuming what it was said while we weren't there and we're gonna find out later so anyway yeah like you said she i don't know that she knows she's gonna explode her arm but she definitely like re it's like a reaction of like uh what else the fuck am i supposed to do like because she could have easily whatever she was about to do touching uh jordan was going to be bad like there's no there's there's no getting around it because she has already sent the nigga who goes invisible the pervert who's was a pervert daddy apparently yeah maverick whose daddy was also problematic uh who's always around naked and doesn't tell you because he's invisible um she sends him to kill her and she has to use her blood sensing powers to even like fight that off so anyway marie was justified but like you said um at that moment 
that's when Homelander lands. And it's like, nigga, you couldn't have saved any of the other soups. Like, they were killing soups. Like, soups were dying. It wasn't just professors and, like, civilians. Um, And so he lands, and I guess he just saw when he... This shit, actually, this is what pissed me off. From here on out, I was, like, disgusted. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was very upset, and it ruined it for me. And I know it's, like, a part of the whole thing or whatever. But I hate when, like... I hate, like, Jack Ryan does this shit, too, where it's, like, all of a sudden, they're, like, the hero is being hunted and it's like you're just supposed to be like just deal with it but basically homelander like you said sees her blow up another soup's arm for good reason right they're trying to save lives they're trying to stop them and they could have called in the, the authorities ahead of time but they didn't want their friends to die which they probably should have in hindsight because they go and like fight this battle that where people are dying anyway um he lands and he's like, how dare you harm another soup? And he, like you said, blasts her, whatever the fuck he has, that power he has. And th- are we ready for the end? Is it like, am I living yeah. anything? And then they cut to the Fox News or Vought News and they completely mm-hmm. flip it. Oh my, yep. They completely oh flip God. it and they go, oh my God. these four soups, Jordan Lee, Andre Anderson, Marie Moreau, and Emma, we're trying to terrorize Godokan University, if mm-hmm. not for the true guardians of Godokan, and then they show Kate and Sam. Kate and up Sam there saving the day. Sam, and let me tell you something. Sam's ass. Sam was on one so bad he like turned on Emma, who he had asked to promise to be there with him no matter what. And Emma's ass was like, "Nigga, I don't even know you, but I got you. I don't have nobody else. I'm with you no matter what. Right? Like we ride together, mm-hmm. we die together. You know what I mean? Like." And he was like, bitch, I got other stuff to deal with and left her. She was going to ride with him no matter what. His his mm-hmm. his old can't stay in this reality ass. And he was like, nah, I'm good. And so um, he, he asked Kate to take away his conscience, basically, like have him feel nothing. Yeah, so he was like, feel. he's already one of the more, yeah, he's already one of the more powerful soups in terms of like brawn and the ability to like literally rip mm-hmm. a human apart so let alone him not being able to feel like he was on a rampage so that's what's so ironic about the way that they flip it and so what i'm not sure about from the political angle there is like um i mean i guess home i could see homelander in general having sway and having the opinion no that, he like, doesn't oh, have sway he's in charge homelander's in Wait, charge hold on. let me let me finish my thought though and okay. then you can click okay good Okay, yeah, because that's where I need to update on. But, like, I could see him being like, okay, your plan is to get rid of non-soups and, pe- and soups that are not for our pro-soup, like, so- soup um, uh, supremacy agenda. So I'm okay with, like, twisting this narrative. I just wasn't cl- clear on how much power. But I guess you're right. When we left off on the boys, he was running the news. Like, everyone's scared of him. That's still mm-hmm. how things are happening over at the tower. So he's able to say um to say this is how we're going to spin this and that's mm-hmm. how it's spun so but i'm still not sure about how newman fits into this um if she's going to use that weapon and use it as like a way to get to become because i could like all she has to do clearly is like um uh pretend to be president i mean no sorry oh my god do a house of cards and like use it to be president by being like look at this like terrorist threat we need to save well, it or whatever like there's, there's something she has under up her sleeve she is the vp there. right for dakota bob so she's gonna i assume they're gonna have dakota bob win 
and she's going to be the VP, uh, like Victor Veep in the comic books. She remember who the Bob is, but you're right. He's mm-hmm. just a suit that they show that's running for president, and, and Victoria Newman's her, her his running mate. Um, but if you remember, yeah, I just don't even remember what he looks like. She remember she injected her kid with V because she was terrified that Homelander was going to come for them and hurt them, right? So like she's mm-hmm. kind of fucked up, but she don't really fuck with Homelander. Homelander has lost it, and if last we saw Homelander, he lasered that fucking guy in half and is on trial for murder. Mm-hmm. What we find out, and is so, not going to jail. So well, yeah, he's no way he's going to jail. But Homelander is also we find out throughout the series. <laughs> like, that, can you wait? Can you imagine him trying to lock? Where do they lock? Who the fuck <laughs> locks him up? No, yeah, exactly. But we remember the one thing that Homelander does care about is his reputation, right? Like he cares about like mm-hmm. people liking him and this thing. Like it's the only thing that stops him. So like he's trying to sway people in his own way, running the news and shit, and with this thing. So what I think is going to happen is that I think that Butcher is going to try to get mm-hmm. his hands on this virus because we know Butcher just wants to kill all. Oh suits. yeah, that's what he wants. Like mm-hmm. he just wants to kill all suits. Like that's what he wants, and so. We think I think Butch is going to try to get his hand on it. I think Victoria Newman is going to keep it. She's a suit, and her daughter's a suit now, so she don't want to use it like widespread. But I think she wants it as some type of protection from violence. Yeah, she's definitely thinking three family. steps ahead on, on all of that. Because doesn't she? She takes it to the the lady the the lady who looks like her name should be Diane, the lady with the with the blonde hair, the like secret agent. No, no, lady. that wasn't What's her. her job again? That was Dean Shetty. So Dean Shetty yes. went to talk to Mallory. Okay. To Mallory. Mallory was like the colonel who like mm-hmm. led the boys originally. Uh yes. she, okay. she was on uh 40 year old virgin. I forget her character. I forget no, her I mean that's what I'm saying, but I like I love that lady. I just can't remember yeah. her name. I can't remember her name either. But yeah, so Mallory talked to okay, Dean Shetty. Was, yeah. And so I think Mallory's the one who called Butcher, which we see in the post-credit scene. Because if you remember after, because Dean Shetty goes and tells Mallory about this mm-hmm. this thing, and she's like, "Yeah, I think that's too far though. That's gen- like you're killing all the suits." And then immediately when he, when Dean Shetty leaves, she calls someone like like and oh, says, follow him. Hey, yeah, follow her. yeah, we need to keep an eye on this shit. And then we see Butcher show up at Godokin in the woods. So I think that she called Butcher. Um, so with that th- said, though, by the way, so speaking of Godokin, um, do you so? He's finding the woods. What do you think his thoughts or feelings are about seeing that? Well, he said it. He said, you bunch of cunts. And he had a big smile on his face because he... <laughs> you thought he had you know, a smile? That's what I was confused about. Yeah, he had a fucking smile because he's like, look at these fucking assholes trying to like test on test on their own soups. And I, he's like I'm, like, I'm supposed to be the asshole. But you remember, he's fucked up because he kept taking that compound V24 when they told him not to. And they said, Butcher, if you take it one more time, like it's gonna kill you. And he took it one more fucking time in that fight with um Soldier Boy. And now they the doctor told him he's got 12 oh, to 18 yeah. months to live. So at this point, Butcher don't got nothing to live for except to end this soup shit. So he's about to be out of fucking control. I watched the interview with the showrunner who said before the end of the season, who I didn't know what was gonna happen, but the showrunner said the end of Gen V season one is going to lead directly into the boys season four. And then he said, the boys season four is going to end and lead directly into Gen V season two. So I think we kind of got a preview of that. Cause if you saw that the end of the episode, we didn't talk about it is 
you know, our main crew, Emma, uh, Andre, mm-hmm. Marie, and Jordan, in like a hospital room with no windows and doors. Yes. But if you notice, yep. somebody's it, got them somewhere. Marie didn't know what happened because she got fucked up by Homelander. But everybody else was just chilling. Like Jordan had a fucking smoothie. Andre had his cell phone. <laughs> like, like they I were just fucking that. chilling in there. And um, and they all had on Vot. They all had on Vot um, like hospital gowns, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. and the last time we saw those things were like when A Train got fucked up and he was in the hospital at Vot Tower mm-hmm. or Polarity. Had that same gown on. So they're probably at Vault Tower. Yeah. Yeah. So they're somewhere safe, which I'm surprised that they're somewhere safe. But I don't think Homelander wanted to kill them because he is on trial for murder. So he's probably like, I'm not going to kill other people right now. I think my my thing is, if you remember at the end of the boys season three, when Maeve got into that big fight with Soldier Boy and it looked like she sacrificed herself to stop Soldier Boy. But then they had mm-hmm. footage of Maeve being alive, and Ashley erased it. She didn't. She didn't tell Homelander. She erased so it. That and people told would her be safe. She'd be safe. Yeah, not to say anything. I think Ashley, because Marie and them saved them in that helicopter, that she got them wherever the fuck they're at, like wherever the fuck they're at. Like Ashley, made yeah. That shit happen. Ashley's good for one little favor, um, but she's still, you know like a, a, a true witch um remember the whole side note i just remember how her hair used to be coming out <laughs> yeah she's pulling the hair out yeah <laughs> <laughs> you had her going through that shit um yeah no i think that there's something going on for sure like you said they're not as freaked out they're more just like amazed that marie's alive marie notices there's no doors so on some ex- to some extent they're not free to come and go i think right um but at least they're not uh in danger in the way that like again if homelander had the locked up somewhere whatever um they are recovering and also they're probably laying low because if they are these bad people who created this whole thing why aren't they like you said like being you know brought up for charges or whatever so somehow there's a conspiracy the system is at play um i am curious about how the boys interplays i do think i need to go back and rewatch some of this stuff i don't know when but um it's like i do remember being very like wild about the boys and maybe um maybe if I had watched more because I watched Gen V like basically two and two like I basically binged mm. and then it was tough to go week by week so I feel like if I was to rewatch everything again it would just really hit me how much I love it all um because the boys is a great show um also what's interesting is like the color grading of the boys is so much it's such a darker show whereas I feel like Gen V had a different feel and I love that they again have something in the same well, you know what that, that like, is just, right you know what that is? So the boys is much more relatable to like DC and it came out right around the time when Zack Snyder was doing all those shitty movies where he mm-hmm. like he where he put like the gray color like the cool colors over everything and it was very like dark and gritty and Gen V is like X-Men or like Marvel. It's more like a Marvel series where if you look at like Marvel movies compared to DC movies they're much brighter brighter yeah, colors bright. and everything. Right, so so yeah. That's kind of how they did Speaking that. of Wait, speaking of, before we go, I did I tell you that I, I didn't tell you this. I watched The Flash. Oh, why'd you watch that? Finally. I liked it. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Please get her. I cannot do a show with this person. Oh, my ah! God. That's a deal breaker of all the things I say. Uh, what did you hate so much about it besides Ezra Miller uh, being problematic? What if, 
What do we hate? Well, Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, they're problematic, but even if they weren't problematic, <laughs> what kind of character is that? Like, and it made no the movie made no sense. The CG was awful. It didn't tie into anything. The best part of the movie was oh, that's why sixty year old Michael Keaton Batman. Yes, who was awesome. That he was awesome. That might have been enough for me. That's the problem. That and George Clooney might have been enough for me. That's what the problem is. That <laughs> shit had me forgetting everything else. And Sasha Cow was awesome too. too. But she was Let in the movie for like six minutes. Yes. She was good. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. It took me the next day I was watching this. I said, bitch, George Clooney was also Batman. Like, I had... <laughs> I oh was just God. like, oh, is it just because he's... <laughs> I was like, is it just because it's George Clooney? Like, is it just a funny... Like, a funny switcheroo? And then it hit me later. Why? <laughs> My question is, where's Christian Bale at? What the fuck? He, he, Christian Bale was not getting into that fucking movie. He, knows, he knew better. Come on. <laughs> He fucking knew better. <laughs> that no, that would have you would have had to shut up if they had found a way. To, if they had found a legit way to cast Christian Bale in that movie, you wouldn't have been able to say shit. I would just say this, like the idea of the of the multiverse shit, whatever. It was kind of stupid. Um, I think that there's an interesting thing, you know, to have a a character in Mark talking about like characters that are novel to have a DC character or a character in this realm at all who's like on this clearly on the spectrum. Um, whatever that looks like to you is what that was like this is somebody who has like those behaviors like is very idiosyncratic has mm -hmm. like a thing where he realizes that about himself um I think that was interesting just in just in that sense um there's like the time travel seeing yourself thing that's kind of interesting they also clearly what I didn't like about it was like they clearly wanted to be rated a certain way it's like they said shit and dick and fuck unnecessarily to where it was like are you just trying to make it raunchy but it's actually not because you just want to say dick for no reason like so yes there were some things about that character um that weren't great um you know so sorry the movie that, had had that Michael four Keaton's different Batman directors the movie had four different directors and 14 different writers they have rewritten four times it, it's yeah i mean I, you can tell those things but what I like, I guess what I liked about it is I watched this stuff to be campy. I'm not watching this shit to like check it against the book and compare it I'm to not the either. fucking I just want it to be good. Right? No, I'm just saying for me. So for me, it's like, where am I coming from? I'm watching this on a plane, right? And I'm like, okay. So uh, Ben Affleck was Go Girl, Give Us Nothing. That's fine. Gone Girl give us, gave us nothing. That's fine. But and Ezra did the that the I will say the Aquaman thing at the end didn't make any sense. And it was so clear who is not gonna be in that fucking movie. It was so like literally the fact that people just show up, like, here you go, here, like let me get my check. Gal Gadot was like, give me my check. Fucking what's his name? Uh Jason Moore was like, give me, I'll be here for two minutes. That's all you got. Yeah, um, none of that's exists there anymore. That need to be there? And none of it huh? exists anymore. It's all gone. What? None of that shit matters anymore because James Gunn is rebooting the entire DC universe. They fired Gal Gadot. They fired Ben Affleck. They fired Ezra Miller. They're recasting Superman. They're recasting Batman. Like the only one they're keeping is, I didn't is Jason. Recasting Momoa. Batman. Yes, they're recasting oh, okay, Batman. Okay. Well, first and of all, James, let's be clear. and it's going to be good now because James Gunn is good. So it's actually going to be good movies. Let's be very clear. Gal Gadot should have been gone. She is like. One, the tweet that lives on in my head, somebody said the only unskilled worker is Gal Gadot. <laughs> because, yeah, but Gal Gadot like, was very good as Wonder Woman in the first movie. I mean, she was good in the first okay. movie. Okay. 
remember how people just remember that debate during the um, pandemic about like skilled workers and unskilled workers that's why that was funny Two Gal Gadot is just problematic in who she is and that and we don't have to we don't have to deal with that we don't have to get into we don't have time to get into that conflict today but I do think that like there's plenty of other women who would kick shit make it Issa Rae Issa Rae would be a bomb ass Wonder Woman anyway the point I'm trying to get to is that I didn't hate what it was giving me, um, although it was stupid. And I think that it's good to have representation of like autistic superheroes, basically. And that's what I'm going to say. That's I'm going to put that out there and say it like that. Um, and I do love multiverse shit. I get hard from multiverse shit where it's like, this has to happen. Like, this is a part of it. Like, that, I just like that that theorizing and I love a multiverse anything. So anyway, yeah, I think maybe maybe it was all Michael Keaton doing the heavy lifting. Um and then Michael Shannon for no fucking reason. Michael Keaton do that. I mean Michael Shannon did his thing too. He was scary I can't looking. Believe you said those um, words. I like the flash. I can't believe you said those words out your mouth. I didn't just, hate it. I'm just I'm just blown away. I'm blown away. I didn't go see it in theaters. Maybe I that did. Maybe that's it. why I'm so mad. Yeah, I mean, I sat through, I watched it. I, I you know, like I had a, it helped my, my flight was pleasant. Like I enjoyed watching that film. Well, I so didn't hate that. No, I take it back. Stop. I didn't hate the flash, but I would definitely not say I liked it. I didn't hate it. Though. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, what do people not like about this? But I wasn't consuming it from a critical eye. I was consuming it of like, is this keeping my attention? Is there something about it that's making me giggle? Like, you know, it's the same way I feel about Spider Man. Like, I don't fucking love that. Uh, what's his name? That great, that Tom Holland that much. Like, the, I'm watching it for certain things, and I'm getting over the stuff I don't really like. Um, you know, like there's only certain people I really do like and gravitate towards in any of these universes. And so it's like, if I'm watching these movies, I'm just like, you know, Tony Stark's not that great to me. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But I'm like, okay, I see this for what it is. Like, you know, I'm trying to like look, overlook it and just take it for what it is. Like my favorite superhero, to be honest with you, and this is probably gonna piss you off. It's, it's regular Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> it's non-Hulk Mark Ruffalo. That's the only one I really genuinely like. Everybody else I can take. Oh, and Idris Elba's character. <laughs> Bruce Banner doesn't do anything. And he's, he doesn't even do anything. <laughs> I know, but he's such a foil. And Heimdall like... doesn't do anything. All Heimdall does is open the portal. So they can travel back and forth. <laughs> but he does it so cool. <laughs> Maybe well, that's what I'm saying. That, I don't need a lot. Go, everyone go see I don't need the Marvels <laughs> this weekend. Go see, go see the Marvels yeah, this weekend. support women in film and that shit. Uh, Nita Costa is the first yeah, black woman man. to direct a Marvel movie. So go see that. Tiana Paris, who I have like a huge crush on, is in there as Monica Rambeau. Yeah, she's dope. So go see. Oh, Rambo's that. back. Okay. Did you watch WandaVision? Okay. No, did you yes, watch WandaVision? We talked about it. We never talked We've talked about, about it on the show. We you definitely discussed delusion. that um that Vish Vishon when he had that we talked about it and that some, was not this I'm just show. saying like it's been what show is it? <laughs> it was on Jeff's show. What was it on this show? Oh, so, okay. Well, we well, yes, I've seen WandaVision. Okay, so yeah, go I see. Feel like go we see. recap Wandavision. I feel like we recap Wandavision. Can it, no, you're right. There was no Wandavision time came out in the pandemic. <laughs> we didn't recap Wandavision. <laughs> that was three years ago. 
anyway, well, I'm sure pe- I'm sure people would love it if we did do that, but no, we. Didn't. I would too because Wonder was fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, okay. <laughs> but so- you know what's. I just want to say this though. The thing about content, and this is relevant to WandaVision and everything else, is like we are so spoiled in this day and age because WandaVision was good, and but then like something else can come out and we're like, eh, I don't know about Disney and Marvel shows or whatever. Like we are so oh, yeah. fucking spoiled that we can like have our minds blown. We can have a show where like of where at first you were like, what the fuck is going on? Why, why is this shit in black and white? Like people were picking this shit up and putting it down, and then finally finishing the season and being in tears like that was beautiful epic television you know like it's just we are we are in that we are truly in the best time um it's so funny I have classmates who love succession and I'm always like well if you ever want to revisit the third season you know we did it here um but like yeah we've we've just been here reviewing a bunch of cross genre really cool shows hopefully people are enjoying it we are I apologize personally for the sporadicness of our episodes. I make no promises for the future, but um, we're just so glad to have you guys popping in with us whenever we can make it and and podcast. So I'll make sure that I show up. We're about to talk about Invincible, so that's that's what we're doing next. I'll make Chanel show up so we can at least do it every other week at the latest. So I'll make sure she shows up because she claims to be such a busy person. She ain't really that busy. She just don't want to talk. Wow. But yeah, so we'll be back. See, that's for the, the first... thing. What? What's the thing? No, I'm just saying, like, literally, if I showed you this fucking calendar, you would lose it. So yeah, I, I'm just laughing because I'm like, of course, yeah, I just don't want to do it. No, I literally love you guys, and I do need you to make me do it more often, but not because I'm not busy, but because it's worth taking the time to stop and do this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are you guys are missed. Um, we hope that you enjoy this, and we'll check in for Invincible, the first couple episodes of Invincible, within the next couple of weeks. All right. I don't know what your I I forget your outro because it's been like six years. So this one was we was uh, the boys. So um, okay, yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Chanel creating. That is at that cool black nerd with no uh, no A on the T. No, no A, no A C on the black. And um, <laughs> on Twitter, uh, this has been we was the boys. And until next time, stay bloodbending. That's all I got. Oh, God. Peace.